Hello, everyone. I'm Contessa of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT. John, how you doing? I'm doing fairly good. How about you? Doing fairly, fairly good. Um, John, we were just talking about before the show. This uh, this week and next week, it's going to be a little bittersweet because, uh, especially if, if you if you choose to read them, the spoilers for the, for these two shows are out there. Uh, so, in our line of work, you almost. If, if you don't have to read them, I mean, I literally like, kind of had to write up our article for him. So needless to say, I, I knew what was happening. Most of the things that happened tonight, and I, I know what will be happening to some, to some extent uh, next week. But that doesn't mean we can't enjoy a good episode of NXT, and that's what uh, tonight's show was. So we'll talk all about it. Uh, before we do, just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So... I guess we, we might as well start off with the main event. Is going to work backwards here. We got uh, a good main event. It was Adam Cole versus Bronson Reed. Uh, kind of a you know NXT's past versus at least its present future unknown, but it definitely a, a clash of two uh, maybe eras in some to some degree. A very good match. I like it a lot. I liked it a lot. I thought it was, you know I, I enjoyed it. Clash of styles. Uh, Adam Cole one of the very best Bronson Reed. He has grown on me a lot. I think he's come a long way. So, you know, it was a good main event. No complaints. Adam Cole won probably the right call. Uh, Cause I still think that, you know, Bronson Reed, even though he's he, he won the North American title and he's come a long way. I still don't really view him on that level of, of Adam Cole. And then I kind of th- thought we were going to get a, you know, Fairly uneventful close. Adam Cole won. Nothing much to it. And I guess I forgot this the, uh, this part of the spoilers. Uh, but Kyle O'Reilly attacked uh, Adam Cole from behind after the match, somewhat unprovoked yeah. with a steel chair. And I, I tweeted about it a little, um, you know, a little tongue in cheek. But there's a line in, uh, I think it's Thor Ragnarok. And Thor says, because that's what heroes do. Because this didn't seem like a babyface thing to do. Not that they, you needed to do like, you know, white meat babyface things all the time. But attacking guy from behind and i think it's not like he even did anything i don't remember if they either did uh anything with us last week this was kind of felt if not out of the blue that they have been feuding of course but nonetheless kyle riley did leave adam cole lying and now kind of got to feel like we are probably heading for what's this the third singles match between the two and then i believe so um so and I, I mentioned this when, when I had kind of teased, or when O'Reilly said he wanted to face Cole again. Yeah, he, he had said that weeks ago. I don't know how you go from like kind of beyond. Uh, they did the no holds barred match, then they did the normal wrestling match. I don't know what what uh, what they're going to do here. I, mean, I don't know how you kind of uh, elevate that, but it's going to be a good match. But you know, as M- Michael Kent saying, tired of this feud, and in, in, in at least in a way, um, and I'm not sure how they're going to really. If they or if they even can kind of uh, hook people in, what what do you think, John? Uh, I'm not really interested in seeing this again. I don't think there's a point to it. I don't think there's a reason it needs to happen. So I'm not really interested too much in this. Uh, I guess I'm hoping Adam Cole comes out on top, um, but I just I don't understand why somebody's not getting moved up. It's just it's starting to get repetitive. I just don't like it. Yeah, um, for me, we, we, I feel like we, this is just a, a running joke on the show, and I, we talk about I think after maybe if not maybe it was Great American Bash, but it felt like that was a good time to move Adam Cole up, uh, but they didn't, and that, that that's just a kind of a running narrative for Adam Cole on NXT. Every time it feels like they're gonna move him up, he doesn't. 
but Michael, Michael Covenant pointed out this will, would be the rubber match, so it, it makes some sense that they haven't really moved past it yet. But um, I don't know. Again, it just feels like for so long we feel like, oh, you know, Adam Cole is definitely going to move up, uh, and he hasn't. And then Kyle Riley, granted, definitely in a different way. I mean, Adam Cole has been in the, that main event spot for over two years now. O'Reilly's yeah. more had, you know, maybe like one coming up maybe over one year really uh, as a, a, a big main event kind of level guy um you know so may, I, I could see that uh, Cal- michael covenant saying maybe they'll both move up um it, to me it's always interesting to think like okay will the winner move up or will it be one of those things where the loser will move up and they kind of play play with that a little bit i think either one could do great things in the main roster that's not the problem uh nestor's point out maybe cole's happy on next year and that's not that's definitely a possibility do you people could just choose to stay there and we see that with guys like johnny gargano like no you know some people just are happy and and don't feel compelled to move up and could be the case but um at this point i would probably agree i would prefer adam cole to win in some ways but uh, the kind of just as i was saying i at this point i think i'd I'd rather see him on the main roster and and in that case it might feel more likely for that to happen if he does lose yeah absolutely i think that there are a handful of guys, you know, that prefer to stay in NXT. I mean, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso, Adam Cole have been kind of those three guys that have been kind of due for a while, but just haven't. So I'm just not sure what they can do that's different than what they've already done. Yeah, and and they still have couple weeks so I, i'm not going to write it off and say oh they're, they're not going to bring you know bring me in that they they're, they could uh we've we've seen them you know make this story a little more personal by having cole uh you know say some stuff about uh around wife and stuff like that but um you know i don't know i think that there's something they can definitely do that um just, friend of the show nando saying gingers have a hard time between tell, uh, telling right and wrong uh yikes but uh did you can a little confused about this and that this is what kind of what i was hinting at uh when we went when we first were talking about this a minute ago uh wondering if this was an, a colorado heel turn adam cole turning face um and i'll as i guess several things wondering about you know face heel divides here uh we can start with uh, o'reilly and cole and, and work through it here but no I, I just think this was kind of a blurring the the blurring the lines of, of you know heel face good guy bad guy like yeah O'Reilly attacking from behind but uh I don't think they're trying to make Adam Cole a sympathetic guy like isn't this is it more felt like okay this is just a guy attacking his enemy and kind of trying to maybe provoke him into giving him a rematch not you know flipping the script of going heel and babyface here could they do that? Yeah, that ironically that would be one thing they could do to make this a little more different than what they've been doing. I don't I wouldn't necessarily expect to see that. Um, but no, I, I, I it could happen. I, that probably not likely at this point. But with that, we could move on to the, uh, another big story tonight. This is one of those things that unfortunately was kind of given away by spoilers. Dakota Kai turning on Raquel Gonzalez, the women's champion here. Something probably long overdue. Or if not, if not overdue, definitely you could see it a mile away. Even if you didn't see the spoilers. This is like... The, Dakota was probably the the only person you could really slot in for Raquel at this point for takeover. You've got the history there. Dakota's got the the pedigree, the background. Uh, she's the top person that Raquel hasn't beaten yet. So, you know, spoiler, no spoiler. That kind of you, know, you just you can connect those dots. Basically, Raquel had said, you know, I've beaten everybody, uh, and you can just keep keep 
keep coming in and I'll keep knocking you down. Uh, and then uh, Dakota said, oh, you know, as long as I have your back, you'll be the champion. And then she turned it back and she stabbed her in the back. So um, Dakota beat her down, grabbed the title and made it pretty clear that she's coming for the title, presumably a takeover. John, you and I likely on the same page about this. We've been talking about it for months now, probably even I feel like practically since uh, Raquel won the title back in April. But um, I'm happy to see this finally happening now. Um, and I, I think this could very well be one of the fair, one, probably a highlight of the card for takeover. Cause they do have the history and, uh, it's something that I know I've, I've been wanting to see. And I would imagine many people have been wanting to see. There's an interesting part to this in that you can make a case for either winning. Now, while I certainly don't think that will be the case, you have to consider that, uh, you know, all things said and done. Raquel has looked pretty dominant in the past and Dakota has always been there by her side to kind of, I don't want to say protect her, but watch her back. And now you have that aspect of the match where there's nobody there to watch her back because Dakota is going against her. So they could argue that, you know, she's a little bit more exposed than she was before. And I think either way, basically the end result here, I think I'm okay with it either way. Yeah, I mean, probably, I think we may have even said this in recent weeks, just kind of thinking about this match. I think more than anybody we've seen Gonzalez face recently, I'd be more okay with Kai winning or more, um, I don't want to say accepting. It will make more sense because she is, you know, she feels more like a championship ready, you know, contender there rather than a person like, uh, you know, not to knock her, but Zaylee wasn't quite at that level. Mercedes Martinez, not quite there. But um, I, I think Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai could be. I think that I would say she's overdue for a title run. Uh, so this could be the way to do that. Um, and kind of similarly here, friends from Nando saying uh, Raquel could be a beast the main roster needs, you know, to kind of add that. Uh, you know, powerhouse to to the women's vision on the main roster, and we, we've said this in a couple of times because of the call-ups we have been seeing. You know, now again, you run into this you uh, the issue of almost depleting this very talented women's vision in NXT, uh, and you don't know, you don't necessarily want to do that too too quickly. And we did see some new faces get start to get some spotlight tonight. We saw um, Caden Cardi, Casey Catanzaro uh, pick up a big win. We saw Mandy Rose teasing you know some alliance with Gigi dolan and jc jane so like they're they're maybe you know a couple months i would say they might be have more new some of these new faces established but if i'm saying like if if verkel lost at, at hypothetically at takeover i think calling her up there would be a little soon but um no i, I think Yet again, as, as, as I was saying about Uncle, I think she could do great on the main roster. And, you know, I, I, I'd be happy if uh, Gonzalez won as well. I think yeah, that'd be a big, you know, notch, notch in her in her belt, flack by the word, you know, because Kai is established like that. So I'm happy with this. I think it'll be a good feud and a good match. Looking forward to it. Um, again, unfortunately, spoilers kind of took the the shine off it a little bit, but it was still cool to see it happen. And I'm just glad it's happening. You know, it's one of the things where like my initial reaction was like, Oh, I saw that it was ha- going to happen, going to happen. And now having seen it live, it's like, all right, well, yeah, you know, um, so I like that. I like that a lot. Overall, like we got to come and say it was a strange show. tonight. there's some things that didn't make a whole, whole lot of sense, but you know, there are a lot of things I did like tonight. And I guess just uh, off the top of my head, uh, I'm, I'm saving one of the, one of the, the entrees for later. We're going to talk all about index, John, don't worry, but John, we got our second nut shot in this past week 
uh, on WWE TV. We have we got a couple uh, vignettes for uh, LA Knight and Cameron Grimes playing golf. Wasn't really sure where it was going. I think it was three throughout the night. There was playing golf, more of this Butler stuff. Grimes still making it work very well. And uh, the last one was noteworthy because the, the Grizzled Young Veterans showed up and they kind of had this wager of like, oh, you, you can't make this big hole, but we'll bet you, you know, $10,000 will double your money. And uh, Knight couldn't make it. And then Grimes took the club. He had a golden golf he had a golden golf ball because Teddy Biasi rolled up and like gave him this motivational speech uh, from a golf cart and said, oh, you're not born to be uh, a butler. You're born to be better. Like stand up for yourself. Oh, I thought that was pretty cool. So now we're getting a little more, almost like the, the karate kid, like Mr. Miyagi like you know motivational kind of role there so i thought that was a nice touch um especially we obviously we saw knight attack Tibiasi. so in this closing scene here knight uh knight miss grimes had the golden golf ball and then they swung they hit he hit la knight in the nuts robert said on smackdown show when we saw a nut shot on smackdown i was like there's nothing funnier than like uh, in terms of maybe the, the very specific humor uh just the, some uh, a perfectly executed nut shot it was good. It's funny, right? It you know, made me laugh. Uh, maybe, maybe that's because I have a, the humor of a you know five year old sometimes. But I don't know. I, it cracked me up. I thought it was fun. And then um, Grimes and Grimes made the shot. Right? It wasn't just kind of pointless. It wasn't just like a you know, or maybe it was gratuitous. I don't know. But Grimes made the shot. So you know, kind of how we had this. I like when NXT does these kind of arcing stories throughout the night uh, of these different vignettes, kind of to build up to something. So uh, I like this. Although it was fun. Still feel we could get, especially with the DBS thing. I feel like we're uh, very clearly going forward with Grimes and Knight here at Takeover, and uh, in my mind, I feel like Grimes kind of has to win that one. But yeah. what are your thoughts on on the, the golfing, John? I think you're a golfer, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. So you do, is it fair to say that you may like, like this maybe more than someone like me who's not necessarily a, a golf fan, but you know? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say that. I would say that with what I saw tonight. As far as the segment itself goes and the way that he kind of approached hitting the ball, to me, it didn't make sense because that never happens to anybody like a hole in one like that. That never happens. So, yeah, um, but it was still funny to see it play out like that. You knew that was going to happen when they started talking about it. But Grizzled Young Veterans showing up on the course like um, why? <laughs> Uh, it had to be somebody, I guess. You know, I, I did I, it though. I mean, I guess you're right, but yeah, I mean, I guess my reaction was more. I guess they they need something to do, and I I could see this leading to like a tag team match, maybe next week or the week after that. Um, yeah, well, it was a little maybe an odd choice because they don't. But have any history. but to 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 summarize, yes, I do think we're going to get another match between the two at Takeover, and Grimes has to win. So basically, what you said exactly that, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I thought it was kind of cheeky, you know. John, of course, yeah. The, nobody would would ever make that shot of in, in any actual golf competition like that was like ridiculous. But they they had like the Hollywood like triumph from music, and I thought it was fun, and you know, it's just it's just goofy and it's silly, and I like it. Um, yeah, I guess for, with stuff like this, I just my my favorite word is harmless. Like it's fine, it's fun, I like it. And again, it's just. It was goofy. It was. It's you know. If you if you look at NXT like a variety show, I, I like it. And it's one of the things where I, I'm not even saying that like, oh, I didn't like it, but you know, I'm sure other people did. No, I, I thought it was fun. Uh, but I don't want to keep putting it off. I want I want to dig into this because John, next week we're going to get a lover or lose her match between Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis with the fate of Index on the line. 
I don't know if my heart can take it, John. I mean, this is what I've been waiting for for months. Like finally, uh, the storyline went away for a couple months, and I was, or not months, but a couple weeks, and I was sad. I thought this they, they had dropped it, and as someone that was really enjoying it, I was a little frustrated with that. But now we're back, if not better, never we're back full speed ahead, getting this match next week. So if Dex Lumis wins and beats Johnny Gargano, he will get the chance to be with Indy. Uh, but if Gargano wins, um, no more Dexter, like no more, no more index. He's got to move on. Doesn't get a chance. Uh, Benjamin A. Jones saying we love index all, all caps. Nesca is saying she's excited. John, I know you're not necessarily the most thrilled this, but somebody got some comments saying at the very least, if whether you you like the storyline or not, um, it would seem that the just the the way this was arranged, it's a love her or lose her match. So uh, if Dexter wins, he got to be Mindy. If he loses, got he's got to move on. This will should be. A resolution of some sort, and you know we should be moving in some direction after this, rather than John, you said before, just kind of stagnating and doing the same thing over. <laughs> and this is a chance for development, at least, right? I guess. I mean, let's just get it over with. How about that? The sooner, the better. I mean, okay, okay. We know what happens. Me and you know what happens, Colin. Um, so uh, it's going to be a mystery next week to see what happens for the viewers unless they saw themselves, but are we in agreement that this will actually no? because there's developments tonight that basically was like Indy was saying that if, if Johnny loses, then they have to basically let Dexter into the way. That was so kind I of implied. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think this would be over in that case then. But if Johnny somehow manages to win, then maybe they maybe it's finally over for good. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I overlooked that. We did see uh, Dexter sent Indy a drawing of himself with the way and kind of, I guess, we talked about that for, I feel, like weeks now. Like, would that be one possible... Uh, you know, outcome of Dexter joining the way. I think some of our viewers have like commented, like, could that happen? And I doesn't necessarily think that was the most likely outcome. We had, I think you and I had kind of talked before that uh, maybe they'll just kind of split away on their own and, and do their own thing or be a, a, a duo just kind of uh, independently. But no, now they, they did kind of tease that where the, the idea is that the, the way has to give Dexter a chance. And, you know, the main implications that they have to give him a chance with Indy, but. I, I think that could shake things up. Now, I think, if I remember correctly, Austin Theory did the dark match uh, at, a, at a show the other day. So maybe that that's something where maybe he'll be moving up and then there, there'll, there'll be a, a space for him there. Um, could happen, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I've received a special graphic regarding the dexter and johnny match that could possibly be a substitution next week it's it's john clark versus dexter Luma. <laughs> love her or lose her match because everybody everybody thinks that because i want this to end and i want dexter to lose that apparently i i'm, I'm the one that's after her i guess but um with austin theory uh, obviously, I was in Cleveland, and Austin Theory was in a dark match before the show, so he's working more and more. And and people tend to forget he was on Raw for quite a while last year. So I guess maybe he's going back up now that yeah, things well, have kind of settled down. Stranger things have happened. You know, he was on Raw. 
and they kind of pulled him pretty quickly. His first match, if I remember correctly, was on WrestleMania, which is pretty crazy. Granted, that's maybe more just a, a product of how crazy things were at the time for WrestleMania 36, but um, that's definitely something, you know, that he does. He, they obviously think highly enough of him to give him that spot, to give him this run, that run on Raw that he did have. So could happen. This is all purely just speculation. And the fact that he, he did work at Dark Matches, so that's something to consider. Um, but for Dexter, I mean, I think that'd be interesting. Again, I guess my stance on this more, I hope Dexter wins because I, I, I don't want to see the, I don't want to see it in Dexter end period. Right. I, I more, I just, I think this is an opportunity to, to progress the story and do something differently. Um, you know, and for me, I, I prefer that to be like an evolution of the story rather than just uh, ending the, the romance and, and doing whatever. Uh, but each, like, kind of similar here to Cassier, DJ Cassier wondering if Theory leaves, Dexter takes the spot. I mean, if Theory does move up, that makes some sense because that way you could keep the weight going. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm very curious, I will say. Uh, the, even before they announced the other matches for next week, they announced this one. And for me, it's a match with stakes. It's a match where I'm I'm, I'm invested in the storyline. And I'll say, I I read the spoilers. I, I wrote up on the articles for him. I forget what happens in this in this match. I honestly do. Like I I'm gonna I'm I'm I am not gonna reread it. I don't want to be respoiled. I would I'd be a fool to do that. Uh, but like I'm I just can't remember. So I I'm entering next ma- next week blind. And do you want me to tell you? I really don't. I, John, please don't. I like. I, 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 I've been saying for this whole show, like I, I don't like. I was gonna. I was. I thought when I was writing the article last week, I was. Like, I, I was gonna. I wasn't going to rant about spoilers. Like, why do they exist? Like, like the people are there. Like, why are they tweeting it out? Like, just let people watch the show. You know why, and you know why, and it's the same reason that I did when I was ringside at the house show. That's that's different, John. All right, that's a house show. It's not meant for TV. So, or, okay, know, but still. They do it because you're gonna get. They're gonna get a lot of followers. They're gonna get a lot of retweets. They're gonna get a lot of comments. That's just that's how it works, you know. I, I I'm gonna contradict myself because like yeah, obviously it's my job to write these things. So like it is my job to to get those clicks, to get those you know those those eyeballs on on the articles for this for for the spoilers. Like I I get it. I'm I'm, I'm saying I don't I don't like it because for me there is that divide. Uh, or just if, if you're a fan, like for me. And maybe I, I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too, but like writing about wrestling and not wanting to, to uh, you know, deal with the spoilers. Cause it's not just NXT, it's, it's just now any number of things. Impact had TV tapings, those spoilers got out. Um, when AEW was taped before, those get out. When they tape Raw and SmackDown, that sometimes. They, and they just... hey, and, and I'm sure when AEW uh, gets back on the uh, for Rampage, they're going to be taping that most weeks. That'll yeah. probably get out too. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to you know, cry over Spielberg or anything, but spoilers are a downer, right? They do, like, like I was saying, you know, we knew the, if you read the spoilers, you knew that, that uh, Dakota was turning on, uh, on Raquel. Um, you could even, that you, you, the match results are, you get out there. So, you know, who's going to win, whether it's the main event or the, the tournament matches or whatever, you know, it does kind of take some of the enjoyment out of it in that sense. But regardless you know, I I honestly don't don't remember what happens with uh, the the Dexter and Johnny match next week. I will not be brushing up on it to find out. Uh, but to uh, put it to put a bow on it, DJ Cassay wondering if Dexter wins, uh, will we turn the whole group heel or babyface? Um, I mean, th- that kind of ties in what we, we've been saying for a while ago. Uh, that you know, it felt like that for a brief period they were kind of turning Johnny Gargano face. Uh, when his feet of carrying cross, and now 
leaning more back to the heel side because he's going up against Loomis here uh, for, for the sake of the storyline. But I don't, I don't see Dexter turning heel. I, I think it's, they could do that to have him like, you know, turn heel to be with Indy, but I, I more feel like she'll turn face to be with him. And I guess it'd be easier to turn the whole group face. And John, I think you and I talked about it. Like you've got hit row, which is kind of baby face group. Kind of not. You've got a legato, definitely heel group. Um, now you've got diamond mind, definitely heel group. So maybe they need, you know, a, a, a more traditional baby face group like that. So I guess that'd be what I would think would happen. But again, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to what seeing how it unfolds. Yeah, for sure. I think that whatever they do, I mean, there's arguments to be made both ways. So I think in, in a sense, it leaves it unpredictable. Yeah. So, I mean, I I continue to enjoy this because it is unpredictable in that sense because it's it's evolving granted for there have been stretches where they do the similar things of the will they want the kind of stuff but this again this is one of those they've had a couple like forks in the road where it's like they can do one of two two or three things and then they whatever they go that opens up any number of other things so i'm looking forward to it i mean i just they, they i think they've, they've built stuff nicely and they've got my investment so i'm looking forward to it very much something else i am very much looking forward to it's something that opened the sh- uh not quite open the show but it was early on and this is one of the things that that was spoiled it was uh, smell joe resigning as the enforcer of nxt but saying hey i know how to fix this carrying cross problem you got no not the carrying cross problem of him losing on raw the carrying cross problem that he's running amok on nxt uh joe telling regal hey uh, activate me as a wrestler on the on the uh, like a, on the roster, you know, not as a, a, a non wrestler, and let, let me face cross at takeover uh, and kind of put him down. And then that's what he had said a couple weeks ago. Now it's official; it's going to be happening uh, next month, the day after SummerSlam. So Cross Joe is official. It's something we've been hoping to see for for weeks now, and now we are going to get it. This will be Joe's first match, and I looked it up just to confirm February since February tenth, twenty twenty, because he he's been dealing with uh, concussions and he was struggling to get cleared. Uh, even when he returned to NXT, just uh, well, I guess last month it wasn't clear if he'd even be able to return. But now he's here. He will be back in the ring and john we had speculated about it last week could they give him the title what could they do but now we have a, a little more uh context we saw that cross was on raw again uh yesterday now and he, he won so again wondering if he'll be sticking around luckily uh, he won he wasn't supposed to win right you know curious what what, what might have been but the fact is he did win so uh seemingly maybe he's there to stay on raw in some capacity and we got questions about it last night if he's going to be doing double time you know raw nxt i don't know but uh, at least for now he's still on nxt and he's going to be defending the nxt title against mojo john what, what do you think about this oh man i'm leaning towards joe might win this to be honest um, there's definitely a case to be made for Joe to win this. And I think that with Cross on Raw more winning now, they were obviously going to tell some kind of story between Hardy and Cross that would have been interesting. It's very clear that he'll be doing double duty at least for the next month. Uh, so I think that if um, Joe could, he could play that Brock Lesnar type role in NXT where he's really only wrestling at the takeovers and kind of just like talking or doing little things here and there during the actual NXT shows themselves. I think it could work for a while until they get a viable challenger for him. 
with the bad blood we've seen before, I, I still don't want people to get their hopes up that we're going to see Samoa Joe back on Raw or SmackDown. I think very clearly he will stay in NXT no matter what. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I, I said this at, uh, in your house when they had the five-way match. Now you've got Samoa Joe coming back uh, in this very like, kind of buzzworthy match. They've been telling the story pretty nicely and, uh, and blowing it up since he returned to NXT. Now they're now the match is official. And by, I'm sure, or at least hopeful, by the time the match comes around, the story will be even more heated and even more you know exciting. Uh, so then this, this would feel like a good opportunity to have crossers the title. And then at that point, that'd only be... I can look at the calendar real quick. Call it, I guess, just about three weeks uh, of potentially doing double duty for Raw and NXT. It's not too bad. I mean, Ke- Kevin Owens kind of did something similar when he was first called up. Uh, so it's not, not unheard of. And, and kind of similar. You know, he's the kind of guy he doesn't have to be on the show every week either. Like, Cameron Cross was not on the show for NXT tonight. So, uh, ironically, as you're saying about Samoa Joe not wrestling every week, now Cameron Cross is a, a, the kind of guy that doesn't need to be on the show every week. So, um, I would say you you had started to talk about Joe having the Brock Lesnar role, and my mind went to like, oh, NXT doesn't need this part time champion, but you just mean not wrestling. He could definitely still have a, a regular presence on sure, the show, yeah. and I, I think that would that, that could work very nicely. Um, as for potential challengers or the next champion beyond that, I don't know. Um, I would feel like they would want to do something that's like he, the next person would be the next guy uh, that, you know, the next guy on the next scene. And so I don't think that would necessarily be Adam Cole because we've seen that before. Johnny Gargano, not necessarily. Uh, maybe Pete Dunne, they've teased that with, with Joe. I don't know. Um, but it does feel like they could do a, a somewhat transitional reign for Samoa Joe to get that great moment uh, of him beating Cross, sending Cross to the main roster and, and, I think that'd be a good story. So I, I, I'm excited about that. Nesquare's camp also is similarly predicting that Joe wins, cr- uh, cross drops the belt. Uh, I think that would make sense. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I was hoping we'd get this, and I, I was unsure if we would before this, the spoilers came out. I, I wasn't sure if Joe would get cleared, and you know, we know this will be happening. So I think that's exciting. Uh, so speaking of someone that got medically cleared, Ridge Holland returned tonight for the first time since last October. He suffered a very gruesome freak injury accident. Uh, ironically, it was uh, Oni, Oni Lorcan dove onto him at, like, kind of an, at a brawl at side, and just his leg gave out and this very, very brutal injury. Put uh, Ridge Holland on the shelf. And uh, he was kind of, uh, Holland was uh, seemingly intended to be one of the Kings of NXT with uh, Pat McAfee. Oni Lork and Pete Dunn, like that seemed where they were going with it, but uh, then Holland got hurt, and that, at least on paper, what we, what we got, wound up seeing on, on the TV was, uh, you know, Lorkin and Dunn and Birch kind of becoming the, the Kings of NXT there, maybe as a, a pivot due to that injury, but um, Holland came back tonight, and he helped Dunn and Lorkin beat Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. This match opened the show, very physical. I think Wade Barrett called it like the a masterpiece of savagery or, or something like that. Uh, very physical, stiff match, as you would expect. I like this. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think I, yeah, I also read about Holland coming back, so that, that was spoiled. But um, I think good for him. Obviously, anytime you have an unfortunate injury like that, it's, it's kind of disappointing for the performer. It's disappointing because, like I said, it felt like he was being set up for something big on NXT uh, before he got hurt. So that kind of just didn't happen as as it may have been planned but now he's clearly back in a in a way that they still have you know a, a spot for him a plan for him 
Um, so now we're kind of seeing potentially in a way the the Kings of NXT without Pat McAfee. Um, and I don't know if this would necessarily be a, a full blown, uh, you know, heel group, but it's a trio. It's a guy, it's, uh, you know, uh, an alliance of guys that are there on NXT to uh, to beat people up. So I guess that's fine. But uh, John, what do you think about Rich Holland's return and where they might be going with this? Oh man, uh, it's hard to say. Really, I mean, is he going to kind of take that role of teaming with uh, Don there? You know, obviously he had Danny before and Oni before. I mean, he still does, but there's obviously an injury in play now. So, I mean, I think very well he could play that kind of role, but otherwise I'm not really sure what else would be for him to do. Yeah, kind of like the enforcer or, um, you know, the muscle, I guess. But it, for me, it's in a, in a way, like, if you've got Pete Dunn, you don't need – an enforcer like that, like Pete Dunn can mess you up on his own. Like, so, so maybe it is, you know, him uh, being in, in a tag team with Lorcan and that would kind of free up Dunn to go back to the, the title scene in, in a single sense. Michael kind of uh, suggesting that Ridge Holland could go for a title uh, and then Dunn could go for the North American title. So, um, and we, I think we've got one comment saying that Ridge Holland should be the one that beats Karen Cross down the road or that, be, that becomes the next NXT champion. Um, and Michael Kent predicting Rich Holland versus Samoa Joe. I think we are a long way away from that. Um, granted, it's not impossible, but if, if they do want to build him up like that, that that's kind of a maybe a longer term kind of thing. Because this is a guy, like I said, he was his run in NXT pretty much had just started, you know, not too long before I got hurt, and now that was in October, where the better part of a year later. So having kind of missed all that time, now it's almost it's not starting from from square one, but it is hard to just kind of you know, get, get right back into it. And especially if you think about it in that main event level sense, like, no, that I think that would take time. So um, could it happen? Hey, who knows, right? Anything could happen, but I don't see that as being something to happen uh, in the near future, at least. So nonetheless, I think it's good for him to be back. Um, I mean, curious to see what, where they go with it. Cause like we were saying, it's not kind of exactly clear what, what his role will be, but you know, for me, it's more of a, you know, good thing to see him back. So good for him. Uh now we talk about index and other portion of the show that I know that we have some mixed feelings about was hit row tonight and hit row. I will say this, you know, we we've talked about it in recent weeks, not necessarily blown away, not, you know, not thrilled with them, but they were better tonight. The better than what we've seen, at least for me, maybe in a general sense, uh, DJ Cassier saying hit row was impressive tonight. I saw some other comments earlier on saying that, you know, hit row tonight was, uh, you know, more impressive than the, and hit, you know, that's the national curse of saying hit row was better. Uh, basically we had them cut a promo on Legado del Fantasma earlier in the show. Then we got a tag team match between, I think it was top dollar and, um, uh, Ashanti, the Adonis versus Imperium. And we got to see, um, I, we got to see this kind of stable warfare between, uh, you know, between Hit Row Legato and uh, Imperium, they're kind of, you know, in this three-way feud. Uh, not in a feud, but in the sense that, it, like, Imperium kind of benefited from, uh, you know, and benefited from that interference. And we and we saw, uh, we saw, uh, uh, sorry, I lost my thought. We saw Imperium pick up the win uh, because of, of uh, Hit Row being distracted by Legato, who kind of came to the, came to, uh the stage area and so we're getting clear getting that and it's not to me it's not even like we saw 
hit road duel last night. I just like the fact that we saw them in a more traditional sense. Uh, they're wrestling, I and mean, we've seen that before, but now we're seeing them in a in a more uh, you know they're 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 wrestling. And I, maybe hit, that's one hit, thing. That, hit, hit, hit road just makes me want to leave, you know, and not come back. The uh, I, I I don't understand. I still don't understand the gig or the bit here. I mean. Oh, I hate that I have to say this every week because I want to understand it. And in a way, I do understand it, but nowhere near where other people are relating to this on a personal level and, of course, on an entertainment level. And I am just failing to understand what is cool or interesting about this. Yeah, and I don't want to bury it or or you know insult it or anything like i just no it's, it's some one of the things that i don't necessarily uh love it or or even yeah I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily get it in that sense but hey i will say that the crowd was chanting for hit row people still very much seem to be very into hit row um so if, if you like it absolutely more power to you that's great i'm not i'm not even saying i dislike it it's more just like i don't yeah, more of a, I, I just don't really get it in that sense. And and maybe that's that's maybe more of a reflection reflection on me, and that's fine. Um I yeah, yeah, again, even though I don't get it, I, I'm like conf- I'm looking forward to this feud between uh Hit Row and Legato. I think the match presumably at Takeover could be fun. We will see uh Wild and Mendoza face Top Dollar and Ashanti the Adonis in the tag match next week. I think that could probably set up uh, maybe a I don't know a, a six-man tag for takeover or you know maybe we'll get that on the kickoff and then swerve versus escobar on the main show and they could do any number of things but uh yeah i, I I'm, I'm looking forward to it. i think it's still a nice it's a clash of personalities like that um and i would think that hit row will, will probably win this feud overall to kind of establish them as the new uh main group in xt like that so you know i curious about it. the the i remember i tonight we saw the the fans are really cheering for swerve scott they you know they, he made the save uh at the end of, when they're uh getting beat down by legato there so people are liking swerve scott and now maybe yeah. maybe that's part of it as well the people like him so therefore they like the group i don't know but i'm liking at least the the feud here if not the if not hit row itself and again maybe that's that is kind of weird but no, no, that's more of my reaction on it, and that just it's a I like the storyline. I'm and I just usually like stable warfare to begin with, as long as it's not done badly. And I don't think this is being done badly. Although the the cipher segment and the uh, mariachi madness was a little weird, but yeah, um, even still, even some into it. So I don't know. I don't know what that says about me. Um, but I, I think this match, and now we, I feel I said this last week as well, but TakeOver is shaping up to be a good show with whatever permutation of this feud we're seeing with likely Grimes versus Knight with now we do know we are going to get Joe versus Cross. Very likely, I would say, Raquel versus Dakota Kai. Um, Walter. Sure Walter, and they did announce Walter will defend the, the UK title against uh, Ilya Dragunov. So uh, there's that. I think that'll be good as well. Um, takeover shape to be pretty darn fun, and I'm looking forward to that. And I, I did mention it earlier, but we did see some some new faces in the women's vision, or if not new faces, more development. So Frankie Renee was on the show. Uh, we got some elaboration about her alliance with the Robert Stone brand, and this was kind of just this popped me. We saw Frankie Renee and uh, Jesse Camilla again or against uh, Casey Caden Caden Zero yes. and Caden Carter, and yes. I think the K- Casey and Caden have been very good lately. Um, 
you know, they, they have kind of this classic idea of maximizing your minutes, even though they haven't really won a lot of matches. I thought they looked good. I've been happy to see them getting more chances. And now they picked up a win, the NXT ta- women's tag division, a little light in depth like that. So now you're, you're getting a good team or getting like this new team to kind of uh, pick up wins like that. But one, one moment that this kind of popped me was uh, Robert Stone threw his uh, wallet, or I guess they're calling it like a, a man purse at Frank Manet in the ring. And it hit her. Like he really threw it at her to distract her. Not in, not trying to cost her the match. Seemingly, he was trying to get her to like to finish it, uh, but that did distract her, so she lost. So good win for Casey and Caden. I think they're great. They have this like neckbreaker four fifty combo finisher. It's pretty cool. Uh, so good for them, but not a great look for Frankie Monet there. Uh, I think that they could have had it go the other way where uh, Jessica had taken that pin. But and I don't mean the nitpick, but for me, I've said it for weeks or if not months, that Frankie could very well be uh, a next top star in NXT. So they're kind of taking a, a pin like that, you know, not the best look. But overall, what do you think about this? And again, Pyro that we did see uh, another tease of Mandy Rose. She was backstage with Gigi and uh, JC Jane. So teasing that she might have her own. Uh, kind of the answer to the Robert Stone brand in some way, but uh, all of these things, kind of moving parts here, John, what do you think? I mean, at least everybody has something to do, and they're typically very good at handling their women's division and uh, increasing the stock of their new talent, and I think they're doing this here to kind of get, like, knock out multiple birds in one with one stone here, and I think that they're going to do a pretty good job at that. Uh, everything they did was interesting with that. And then the fact that, you know, um, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai are trying to get on the same page. Io doesn't seem interested, but Zoe wants to. And then with uh, Mandy Rose kind of like being all private about everything, it's all just kind of, it's moving forward at at a steady pace and kind of developing the talent in a way that I think NXT has been successful with in the past. Yeah, and, and and like I was saying a little earlier, like I think this is needed because you know whether it's Raquel Gonzalez moving up at some point, maybe, or just in general, it's kind of a almost like math, like right, you, you subtract the people that we saw move up to SmackDown. You need people to kind of fill their place, so uh, you need you know whether it's if it, if it does wind up being Casey and Caden or Gigi and uh, Jason Jane just you need new people to kind of fill that spot. And this is how it starts. If it's one match, one, but one, even with uh, uh, GG and JC, one little brief backstage thing with Mandy Rose, just some on-screen exposure. So we start to kind of know who they are. And that's just, it's, that's the process. You got to trust the process. And I'm sure it'll be good because, uh, you know, we have seen that work before. So I think I'm very optimistic about that. So, um, you know, I'm curious to see what happens with, with all those again with those moving parts. And one, the, I guess the one big thing we haven't really talked about yet, uh, we got a, an interview with Diamond Mind. This is what I've in some ways wanted to see. You know, some explanation of Diamond Mind of of Roderick Strong aligning with Malcolm Bivens, uh, just how it got, kind of came to be. So, if not a little delayed, um, at least we're getting it. So, um, I, 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 Malcolm Malcolm Bivens is great. I think he's very good. Roderick Strong, great in the ring one of the best these are the messiah of the backbreaker he's great i like him a lot uh boy this was a little rough for me i don't know like just his delivery granted and, and you don't not everyone needs to be a promo guy right that's fine like not not everybody can be whatever name you want to use right like a, an elite promo guy but this was like this, the delivery was a little rough and some of the lines were weren't great and 
didn't really do sure. it for me. But luckily, this is why people have mouthpieces, right? With Malcolm Bivens, I thought he was much better. He, he was explaining that Roderick Strong, uh, he, he's a one. He's a leader. He's he's not like a, a three or four, kind of like he was in Unspeed Era. He's he's a guy that's capable of being, uh, you know, in at the forefront of, of a group like that. So, uh, and that's why he's he's here in, in Diamond Mind to kind of to have that role. And we, we got an explanation of like, hey, you left NXT. Now you're back. Like, what's up with that? And he said, like, Bivens kind of helped him remind him who he was. So, again, this is logical. It's like, this is just what I want to see kind of even week one of, of Diamond. Like, why is this happening? How do we get here? Um, didn't to me didn't necessarily warrant a mystery like to, to draw it out like that, but they did. It's fine. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we do know now that they did explain that. I thought Bivens was good. Like I said, Roderick Strong seemed a little rough to me, but the, this did set up uh, next week Bobby Fish versus Roderick Strong. It's kind of funny because I hyped it up like the the match you never expect. We never expected to see. Like we literally saw this in a tag team match that we saw, and like I I think it was two weeks ago we had Bobby Fish answer the open challenge. Uh, and it wound up being for Tyler Russ, but I thought it was him stepping up to Roderick Strong was like, they've been kind of setting this up, but regardless, we'll see that next week. So in addition to the love her or lose her match, well, we will see Bobby Fish versus Roderick Strong. Presumably Roderick's going to win there because Diamond Mine needs a win because they lost that tag team match and they definitely need some, some positive momentum, right, John? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think that's what will happen too. So, I mean, it would be surprising if that's not the way they went. Yeah, Hermit uh, Hermit Dakar joking that Bobby Fish will lose and go to the, the main roster after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's easy to anytime you have someone like lose a, a match like that. Just but we're we're talking about Adam Cole and Raquel. Like there's some usually like when someone's ready to go to the main roster or kind of being positioned to go to the main roster, you can tell. Unfortunately, Bobby Fish, talented as he is, he's just been so hamstrung by injuries, and and now you know I don't want to dismissively he's getting up there in age so i don't know if that's the best call we got asked earlier about potentially reforming the undisputed era for the main roster it could happen right we always joke about the right hand not talking to the left so they could just be able to like say oh well, who cares about nxt let's reunite undisputed era and do that i they could i don't think they should uh but i don't know but um no i, I don't think you know I'm, i think we're going to see Roderick strong win i don't necessarily think that means uh, bobby fish will be going anywhere um but regardless, I, I we and you know that's one match we see next week. We saw Neskers saying that next week looks good. Can run through it a little quickly. We saw uh, some a breakout tournament match with Cam, uh, Carmelo Hayes beat um, Josh Briggs, and next week we'll get the final first round match between uh, Joe Gacy and uh, Trey Baxter, I believe. So we'll see yes. that. We'll see that love or her loser match. We will see Legato versus uh, Hit Row in that tag team match I mentioned a couple minutes ago, and Bobby Fish versus. Uh, Roderick Strong, so you know a pretty strong, strong lineup of, of matches there. Yet again, here you know it will be on Sci-Fi, and we talked about this last week. I imagine that the viewership numbers tonight will not be great. So, um, and I, I enjoyed tonight's show. I thought it was pretty good. You know, we got some comments saying it was a strange show and not the best show, but I liked it. On you know, we had good matches, good good storytelling, the Smell Joe thing, all of uh, Dakota turn on Raquel. So I like that. I think next week will be solid as well, but it's on Sci-Fi, so. Uh, I think that the, fortunately, unfortunately, the viewership numbers will not back that up. So um, we'll see how that goes. Well, we'll probably know the viewership numbers tomorrow. But in the meantime, John, what do you think about everything we saw here tonight on NXT? Scale of one to ten. Uh, I'll give it a seven. Seven, not bad. Why not? Correct. Why not higher or lower? It was an average show. I think. It, uh, I just can't help but to not enjoy it as much when I know it's going to happen beforehand. So uh, 
and of course they did develop some good stories. Samoa Joe coming back. I think just all in all, it was a very average show. I thought you were going to say I, I couldn't help but like rate it lower when they've got index in this show. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, but no, that we're getting. I felt like it was just like raw last night. This big a range of numbers here, or range of thoughts where people think it was strange, or you're you know you're saying it was average. Michael Kent saying it was okay, uh, giving it a six point five. Kevin Taylor with an eight though. Craig back on the eight point five. Michael Covington with a seven point three. Uh, Justin Matter with a seven out of ten there. Uh, but rating uh, LA Knight's golf game is a two out of ten. Uh, Nesco with a seven point five as well. Um, it is hard to grade this for me because not to keep hammering on, on the spoilers, but no, when you do have especially the big things blood for you before that you even watch the show, uh, it is hard to kind of enjoy it like that. Um, so I don't know. Herman Dekar gave me a six as well. Uh, Nando with a, a bowling shrug, like 7.5. Uh, DJ Cassidy gave me a 6.2, was lowest score for all three brands from the pandemic era. Wow, that's pretty low. Hmm. Uh, if you factor in all the pandemic era shows like that. Um, if I, if I watch this show without spoilers, I would probably give it a 7.5, maybe even like seven, but between 7.5 and eight, but because of spoilers, I would go for maybe like a 7.2 it didn't blow me away. But, you know, again, knowing the things we, that we got, even though I knew they're, they've been spoiled, you know, with Wolf Samoa Joe, Dakota, all these things. Uh, and for me, as someone that's very much here for all the index stuff, um, I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, a fairly good show. Jimmy Henson giving it an eight as well. Um, it's a good show. Like I said, I, I think, unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the viewership won't back it. The numbers won't back it up this week or next week. But you got to trust the process. Keep trying to, you know, put on a good show and hope that, that that effort that that work will pay off and hopefully it will but in the meantime we'll be here to talk about it uh whether it's a good episode next to a bad one or an average one some john you said it was a pretty average show we'll be here every tuesday to talk about it here for Russell zone johnny and i also talked about monday night raw on monday nights the dynamite dudes attitude cover all things at aew uh, we got a question about that uh, a, couple, a couple minutes ago whether we'll have a post show tomorrow the marcus and dominic will have a post show uh, if not tomorrow, usually a little later, and we talk about all things AW. So we keep your eyes out for that. Not, and not only keep your eyes out, subscribe to our, our post show, our, our, our audio feed, what it's called, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, uh, whatever it may be, any platform. Usually we've got you covered. So look us up, Rails Zone. Uh, and we've got all these post shows. Robbery Defense and I talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, usually on uh, Fridays or Saturdays, kind of varies on the schedule. Uh, and also a, a great, great stream of in interviews, constantly coming to guys, whether it's Bill Pusher recently interviewing uh, Mickey James, Matt Cardona, the new GCW champion, by the way, some New Jersey representative for me right there. Um, lots of great stuff, lots of great stuff all across the board. So make sure to leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you. John, on an episode of NXT that was maybe a little average or on an episode of Raw like last night that wasn't maybe wasn't great. You know, you rated up pretty low, but regardless, whether it was a good show, bad show, anywhere in between, we try to do one thing above all this year, wrestling. Can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.